Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Jennifer LeClaire here. You can see in the spirit. I want to invite you to take the Seer Activation Challenge. 30 days to clearer spiritual sight. I'm going to be on board doing Seer Activations with you, guiding you through biblical entryways and much, much more. You can opt to take the Seer Activation Challenge at tinyurl.com slash seeractivation tinyurl.com slash seer activation. You can also opt to get these three books, Seer Dimensions. You can get Power Seers. This just came out. Keys to upgrading your prophetic vision. And you can get Seer Activations with 101 Seer Activations and a whole lot more teaching. I want to challenge you to see what you've never seen before. God wants you to be able to see in the spirit. Open your eyes to the Seer Dimensions in Jesus' name. All right. Part two. I shared a topic uh, before this broadcast called Breaking the Assumption that Pastors Have Concerning Witches in Their Church. Um, And I shared uh, um, kind of like um, some things to help the pastor understand um, that what's happening is that there's a lot of false accusation or what I, what I would call Jerusalem witch trials. Jerusalem witch trials. Let me catch the wordplay. Jerusalem witch trials. Did you catch the wordplay? Salem witch trials. Jerusalem witch trials. All right. So um, what I have found is, and you can go back and catch part one. What I was sharing is what is the criteria for you to identify who's a witch in your church? Um, Second, 
Um, you need to expand your cultural understanding because uh, sometimes what happens is uh, our discernment is based on optics. Our discernment is based on optics. And if your optics have not been upgraded, you can find yourself calling people a witch and a warlock who are not a witch and a warlock. And number three, I shared about how there's going to be a rude awakening with many people when they stand before God and give an account for the ministries they helped destroy in the name of, well, I really thought they were a witch. You're going to stand before God and give an account. And I was sharing some experiences that I was having with various ministers that I know um, who've been labeled a witch or a warlock, and I know these people, and then they're not. And I gave a literal example. This is going to make you laugh. Uh, it's going to make you laugh. Uh, but somebody that I know was labeled a witch simply because another member of their house came to their house and they had a bunch of candles. Let me just share a secret with you. Uh, you know, I like candles. You see what I'm saying? Like, like I pray with candles. Like, I'm a candle praying. Anybody who knows me in my church knows I absolutely love bed, bath, and body works candles. I love to pray with candles, not because of the flame and the witch stuff. I like to lower the light in my room. I like to create an ambiance of prayer and meditation and I put these on why because when I pray at five o'clock in the morning I can't turn on the lights in my room people are sleeping in my home and I like the way these candles scented candles smell so if you was to come to my house during a time of prayer not all the time but like 60% of the time I got my candles on why because I dim the lights I start praying I start seeking the Lord I start prophesying I start getting it in with the Lord and if you don't know any better and because you came out of witchcraft and because you come from some you know uh, superstitious Caribbean you know third world country where a candle is the devil you know you could come to my house and walk out and say yo I don't know about Pagani, man. Like, yo, listen, uh, you know, um, uh, this guy, uh, he might be a warlock. No wonder he's dealing with demons and devils. He's a demon and devil himself. Did you catch what I just said? Now, if you feel candles during prayer is demonic, baby, you need deliverance. And I'm the deliverance guy telling you everything ain't a demon. Like, for real. Like, that is the goofiest, corniest, bootleg, superstitious, unbiblical, immature, orphan spirit, people who don't know their Bible, who are more church culture than kingdom-minded believer that there is. That's like you looking at an African who's walking a headpiece, and she comes to your church, and you say, that's a witch. Why? Because witches wear headpieces. Did you catch it? All right. So I shared this person because someone called my office phone that I know crying because they were labeled a witch over candles. And she was weeping her heart out. And this thing led to like the whole church. I know this person. I referred them to that church. 
You see what I'm saying? And a bunch of other stuff that I had been dealing with, with different pastors calling me for stuff. And I'm like, you were labeled a warlock because you, uh, this X, Y, and Z. And I was like, man, now here's the issue. And I shared an experience that I also had at my church where my people, you know, literally thought someone, you know, like someone left my church. You know, this was this was a long time ago. Someone left my church. Now, I always share real examples because don't nobody want to be honest. right? This happened in my church. Somebody left my church, loved the church. I hadn't seen them in a while. And then when we ran into them again, I was told, like, well, why haven't you been coming? Oh, pastor, it's not you. It's some of the people in your house. I was like, okay, well, what happened? Well, somebody thought I was a witch. And here was the issue. Because she rocked headpieces. She was coming out of, she's married to a Jew. This person is married to a bona fide Jew. Like a white Jew. She's Spanish, married to a Jew. It is required in her, in her modern Judaism uh, to rock the headpiece. And to wear black. So she came to our church, was loving Jesus, believed in the Messiah and all of that stuff. And some of my folks were like, I'm watching you, you know. And she was like, oh, pastor, like the damage is done. I ain't going back. Like, I'm not a witch. You know what I'm saying? I love the Lord. I love your church. And I was like, oh, so when I went to go address the people that did that and said that, here's what I got out of that. And I'm using a literal, you know what I'm saying, Uh, a literal example uh, the people that said that and did that didn't mean any harm. You want to know why? Because my people love me. And they were sincerely trying to protect me. But they were sincerely wrong. And I had to rebuke them like, yo, we lost this family because of your zeal. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to let this slide because your heart was in the right place. And this is what's happening throughout the body of Christ. And I have a word of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I have a word of the Lord to give you Deuteronomy chapter 17. Deuteronomy 17. And I'm just giving you a recap of what happened in the last broadcast of teaching. This is part two. This is part two. You know, and um, and I begin to share uh, various things um, that you need to uh, go through to be able to have true discernment. But watch this. Watch this. Let me read this to you and allow the word of the Lord to convict you. I got this message straight hot off the press. This thing is not even 30 minutes old. I caught it in devotional and I logged on because I wanted to release this to you. Look at this. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter uh, 17, verse 2. It says, when you begin living in the towns that the Lord your God is giving you, A man or a woman among you might do evil in the sight of the Lord your God and violate the covenant. Verse 3. For instance, they might serve other gods and worship the sun, the moon, or any of the stars, the forces of heaven, which I have strictly forbidden. Verse 4. When you hear about it. Oh. When you hear about it, investigate the matter thoroughly. Oh, my Lobo Shandalosa. Hey, I'm getting amped up here. Look what the verse says. Verse 4 When you hear about it, 
investigate the matter thoroughly. Let me read it again. When you hear about, when you hear about it, investigate the matter thoroughly. If it is true. Wait a second. There's a clause there. It's conditional. There's a comma and a clause, which means after the investigation, thorough investigation, you know, a candle lit is not a thorough investigation. Instead of asking, why are those candles on, my brother? Why are those candles on, my sister? Oh, well, I like the scent. You know, this is called Merry Cookie. This smells like cookie. So if you ask me and I got it on, you investigate thoroughly and say, why you got all those candles on? Well, I like cookie smell. Did you catch it? And then you walk away with what? A conclusion. You walk away because you investigated the matter. Instead of walking away saying, yo, I went to their house and they had a bunch of candles on. I think so-and-so is a witch. She a witch. You know, be careful. I felt something. No, baby, you ain't feel nothing. You ain't feel nothing. You going by your little worldview, the shapes and the little colors that's in your brain from your little Willy Wonka, little you know, matchbox churches that we come from that don't, that's more superstition than biblical. And then we walk away and we carry that stuff and mix it with kingdom and we don't investigate stuff. We don't investigate, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't investigate. Did you catch what I just said? We don't investigate. Bye-bye. Blocked. All right? We don't investigate. Look what verse 4 says. It says, when you hear about it, investigate the matter thoroughly. If it is true that this detestable thing has been done in Israel, verse 5, then the man or woman who has committed such an evil act must be taken to the gates of the town and stoned to death. Look at the next verse. Never Look what the next verse says. Verse 6. Never put a person to death on the testimony of only one witness. There must always be two or three witnesses. And verse 7. The witnesses must throw the first stones. Then all the people may join in. In this way, you will purge the evil from among you. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's so easy. L listen, listen. Haven't you noticed? Oh, I'm, I'm, feeling the word. I'm feeling apostolic right now. Like, whoa. Look at it. Look, look, look. Haven't you noticed that a lot of these accusations of so-and-so's a witch, so-and-so's a warlock, nobody can find the source? of who started that you want to know why because people love to accuse and hide in the crowd they love to see the public execution of the witch like the salem witch trials but the, but no one will step up and say yeah i was the one who saw the candle i was the one who saw it 
I was the one that, did you catch it? They throw things out into the atmosphere. And by the time it gets to where it's going, because church folk, we don't investigate. Let me tell you something. If I wanted to, I could ruin your ministry. You want to know why? People, especially Christians, never investigate a story. If I wanted to shut your ministry down, all I got to say is you were touching little boys and just throw it out there. So-and-so is touching little boys. Even if it is a lie, your ministry's done. You want to know why? Because nobody will, I'm telling you, nobody will call you. Nobody will call you and say, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, I heard this. Is this true? Nobody will call you. Nobody calls each other to investigate. All I have to do is to say, I saw you sleeping around. I saw you sleeping around. You was fornicating with people at my church. And guess what? That thing will end up on the Larry Reed show. Did you catch it? Nobody's going to investigate. Want to know why? Chris, your best, best ministry friends will walk away. You want to know why? Because they're going to protect their ministry reputation more than their friendship with you. That's just the way it is. They're going to be rather safe than sorry. Rather safe than sorry. Did you catch it? Is enough for people to walk away and say, you know what? So-and-so was a cue. Instead of saying this, I know this person. They would never do that. They would never do that. And call them and say, hey, yo, so I heard this rumor, man. Like, is this true? You know? Uh, well, then you better fix it because that's what folks are saying. And don't worry, I got you. I'll defend you. No, you ain't got nobody doing that. You ain't got nobody doing that. The moment that things hit the internet and folks start screenshotting that stuff, you are done. I'm telling you, you are done. That is why I delete my videos fast. That is why I don't talk. Go to my Facebook pages. I don't talk on Facebook. I promote flyers and videos. Flyers and videos. And when I do talk, I tell people I'm going to delete this in 20 minutes. This is for whoever reads it. You want to know why? Because Christians never investigate. They never investigate. And I ain't going to have no little... You know, little Chuck E. Cheese, bootleg, carnal, green-eyed Christian hating on on me over some silly kind of Christian have a demon theology and be like, yo, man, something off with the brother. I don't know about him. He's growing that beard. He down with ISIS. Get the heck out of here with that foolishness. So you know what? I control my environment so fierce. That it's hard to even get me on the phone. Anyone who knows me knows I hate being on the phone. I hate texting. Why? Because people save a text and people record a conversation. You you could get my wife on the phone. You ain't getting me on the phone. I have, When I get on the phone, it's like, for real. Like, it has to be like, Pagani, I got you on the phone. Whoa. Like, Why? Because of this verse in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, um, I don't answer my inbox. So if you wrote to me this long thing, I ain't read it. 
I don't read it. The most I do is if I see, can you pray for me? I literally pray for you. Say, Lord, answer their petition and I delete your message. I don't read my inbox. I don't talk on my inbox. I don't read my phones. I don't talk on text. I don't do none of that stuff. Nobody got me on nothing. I'm a ghost. I'm an anomaly. I am, I am, I, I am, I am like a myth. You can't catch me in anything. Nobody in the cyber world has nothing on Pagani. Ask around, ask around. People be saying, oh, something off of them. And then you ask them, well, what is off? I don't know. He's just off. They don't got nothing on me. You want to know why? Because of this verse that we that we read. Look what it says, verse 6. Never put to death a person on the testimony of one witness. There must always be two or three witnesses. And look at verse 7. Verse 7 is saying this, and I'm out of here. Is if you have the heart and the bravery to call someone a witch and a warlock, baby, don't be a coward. Stick that thing out. Why? Because heaven is demanding that you be the first one to throw the stone. God says, I give you permission. If you're so sure they're a witch, then I give you permission to call them out publicly because you've investigated the matter publicly. I'm going to use an example and I'm out of here. Todd Bentley is done. The only thing that Todd Bentley is going to survive off of, and that's my friend, is based on his sons and daughters who will ride with him all the way to the end. But you can forget about it. His public ministry is done. He will be known as whatever it is at the body of Christ. Why? Because people did an investigation on him. There was an investigation. And the, invest the, only, the only way his thing will change is if he repents. All right? And I'm praying that he does because he's a friend of mine. You know what I'm saying? He's a friend. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's not a close friend, but he's my ministry colleague, and we know each other. We actually know each other, and we speak. You know what I'm saying? But what? There's an investigation. Okay, the investigation was solid. Now, I'm not saying all this other stuff is just, but the investigation was solid. And what did they do? They made a judgment. And guess what? Those persons, the tribunal, whatever that means, I know what it means, but whatever that is, guess what? They're sticking by their guns, which means, yes, we say he's false. Okay, can't blame him for that. But you know what I honor about that? is that at least white folks investigate. Latino and black folks, we walk away like the flash in DC comments. We push people and walk away. That's the truth. We just walk away. That's it. Did you catch it? The Bible says, suffer not a witch. I'm done. Suffer not a witch to live. After you have thoroughly investigated. Baby, before you call somebody a warlock, you would have to have investigated. And when you investigate, you go and get two to three witnesses and they have to investigate. And then all four of you you plus the three witnesses do take it to the court and all four of you mean 
that you're willing to put your reputation, your life on the line because false accusation is also punishable by death. It is actually breaking one of the Ten Commandments. Do you see what I'm saying? And then after that, you throw stones and suffer not a witch to live. Some of you that are watching me, you need to repent. I know you need to repent because God would not have told me to come on and share that. And I just got it 30 minutes ago. Some of you need to repent. You falsely have accused people. And that's why your house is broke, busted, and disgusted. That's why your womb is closed. You ain't getting, no, you ain't getting pregnant. That's why your spiritual womb is closed. That's why no doors are opening for you. That's why your finances are down. You have falsely accused someone based on one or two things that you have seen with your optics. And God said you have not thoroughly investigated that. And that's why your kids is gay. That's why your children, your husband and wife is backslidden. Why? All hell is breaking loose in your house. Why? Because God is fighting against you. Heaven is fighting against you. You done messed up someone's ministry. And then, and then you know what Christians do. We repent, but we don't fix it. We repent and say, God, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. They're not a witch. But you don't call the people and you don't make a public statement to fix and rectify the person's ministry that you destroyed. Did you catch it? We're so quick to say, oh, Lord, forgive me. I was wrong. They are of you. But you don't call everybody that you done gossiped them to to say, you know what? Remember so-and-so that I called the warlock? I was wrong. I was wrong. You haven't gone online. And some of you need to publicly repent and acknowledge various individuals that you dishonored with your superstitious orphan spirit worldview and you were dead wrong in that accusation and you done you done killed half their ministry with your whatever and now you got over it and now your marriage is about to end in divorce now your husband is stuck on pornography why because god is fighting against you. your children are becoming gay and you're just sitting there talking about, he no child. The devil's fighting me. No, God is fighting you. God is fighting you. You want to know why? Because the Bible says it had better that you had not been born than to offend one of my little ones. The same way nobody could touch your babies is the same way nobody could touch God's babies. You need to, God is fighting you. And there's a generational curse over your family. And the only way to break the generational curse is restitution. It means publicly say you're sorry and go fix it. And say, I was dead wrong. I called you a witch. And I told this pastor not to invite you or whatever the case may be. Repentance will not break the curse. Restitution breaks the curse. And you need to stop calling people a witch. Because it takes a witch to see a witch. And stop being so witchy. You just negative, you got an orphan spirit, you jealous, you got green eyes, you don't read your Bible, you carnal, you anti-Christ. Talking about, I got discernment. Baby, your, desert, your intercessory group is a coven of witches. You need to repent and fix this thing and make it right before the Lord. Make it right before the Lord and repent and get right before God with your woke self. You're so woke that you're blind. You so woke, you Paul, fighting against Christians. 
fighting against Christians, and God was like, yo, you kicking against the pricks. You know what that is in modern-day Ebonics? You going against the grain, Paul. You going against the grain. You so woke. Your eyes are so open because you saw the light that you're blind like Paul. Get your discernment off of optics. Get your discernment in the, on your knees. On your knees. Get your discernment on your knees. Calling people out over candles. That's the most bootleg thing I've ever heard. That's the corniest thing I've ever heard. Folks is getting banished over headpieces and candles. Now, I'm not talking about sage and all and incense. That's something else. You know, you coming. That's like you coming to my house, and I paint my house burgundy and black because I like dark colors. And you're like, man, it's dark in here, man. This is, this is something's off here. Something off. No, baby, man, you need to repent, man. You need to repent. Nothing off. We like burgundy. I'm giving you examples. You know what I'm saying I'm not saying that my house is burgundy. My house is not burgundy. My house is light gray. All right, but. Baby, we got to get delivered from this Caribbean, African foolishness that we're on. Because that's what this stuff is coming from. It's coming from Puerto Rico and Jamaica and the Caribbean with all of our witcheries and santeria. And then we get saved. And then we still got the same, you know, we, that's where this stuff is coming from. Coming from all the way from Ghana, you know, and from West Africa and the, and the Mali tribe. You know, and I'm Afro-Latino. That's why I get my wide nose and my woolly hair. My, my descendants is Afro-Latino. Come on, man. We got we to gotta get delivered from this stuff. And then the real witch, the real witch is the one that don't have the candles. <laughs> the real witch is the one that is the sweetest and the nicest in the house. Come on, man. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that a deep wellspring of repentance would grip your people. Because I know you gave me this word. Grip your people, God. Father, let your, let your, let, Lord, your repentance grip your people for their sincere wrongness. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, your people, Uriahs, are getting murdered at the table for false accusation. Your Uriahs. Father, I hear the blood of the Uriahs crying from beyond the grave. I hear the blood of the Uriahs crying from beyond the grave, Lord. Lord, I hear it. I hear the blood of the Nabots. The Nabots that were slaughtered for their vineyards, Lord, through false accusations, Lord. Lord, bring great awakening to your orphan spirit, abandonment, arrested development servants that feel that, it's, that they're genuinely hearing from you, Lord. And they're killing the Nabots with false accusation. They're killing the Uriahs with false accusation and false information. Father, I'm asking that great repentance would hit your people during this 21 days of fasting and this first fruits month that everyone is celebrating all over the world, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, forgive us, forgive me for the moments we've falsely accused, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Let restitution be released upon your people. Let restitution be released upon your people, Lord. Let restitution be released upon your people so they can go and make it right and not apologize only in private. Let apologies be done in public this year, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, I want you to receive a fresh strength for restitutions and repentance. You need to make it right, some of you. You need to make it right. You need to make it right. Because you know you prophesied, but you didn't know you prophesied. It happens. You thought that your dream was of the Holy Spirit because you really did have the dream, but you misinterpreted the dream and your dream was meant something else and you took it as, and your heart was in the right place, but you discerned that dream wrong. You discerned that dream wrong. Get right now in Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, I'm out of here. The Lord's favor, grace and blessing be upon all of you. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. My name is Alexander Pagani, lead pastor of Amazing Church, located here in the South Bronx, a.k.a. He is Risen Tabernacle. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm gone. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.